Hi, this is Life Coach David. Thanks for listening to the Law of Attraction podcast, where I try to share interesting and informative information about the Law of Attraction so you can use it in your life to your benefit, because it's something that's always responding to us, so we might as well learn how to work with it so that we can attract what we want, so that we can be happy, so that we can really live our best life. And I have been reading from Excuse Me, Your Life is Waiting by Lynn Grabhorn. And she has some very interesting and informative information about the Law of Attraction. And she has a fun way of explaining it. Sometimes it's a little tongue-twisting to read it. But I do my best. And I hope you've been getting a lot out of it. And before I continue on with the book, because I was looking over today's section... And there's even more great information. If you're interested in Law of Attraction coaching, you could reach me through lifecoachdavid.com or just email me david at lifecoachdavid.com. And at the end of my podcasts, I try to remember to say, have a high vibration day. And if you're wondering what that means, it's my way of saying, do what you can deliberately to keep yourself feeling good. Think thoughts that make you feel good. Think thoughts that are enjoyable to think about. Because the higher vibration we keep ourselves, the more we will attract what we want, which are high vibration experiences and circumstances and people into our lives. And the higher vibration slash the more we focus on what we want in a feel-good way, we're also going to attract more thoughts that keep us focusing on that. Because I'm sure you've noticed sometimes if you're thinking more about what you don't want or something more negative, you kind of get lost on this rampage in your mind about more thoughts that come in that match that. And But the same is true for the opposite. The more we deliberately focus on what we want, think about things we want to attract, think about things that make us feel good, the more of those thoughts come in. So that's what I mean when I say have a high vibration day. So I will continue now reading Excuse Me, Your Life is Waiting. And this section is called Getting Your Car. And I think she's referring to, in the previous section, she was talking about manifesting a car. So here we go. Okay, let's get this snafu turned around now so that the red car can be yours. Back to our original formula. One, you identify what you don't want. You don't want any more of not having that red car. Two, you identify what you do want. That's easy. Three, you get into the feeling place of what you want. That's where we are now. Then, four, you expect it, listen, and allow it to happen. Now, instead of wishing or yearning for the car, when you see it or think about it, which only makes you feel lousy, start appreciating that little sweetie. Appreciate its style, its wheels, its interior, its speed, its ego appeal. That is most surely going to make you feel and vibrate a whale of a lot faster and higher than focusing on the lack of it all. And it's only the high vibration that will reel it in, not the low vibration. Let's keep going. As you bathe in the all-encompassing pride of your soon-to-be acquisition, and drink in the opulent new car smells and mirror-like finish and out-of-this-world sound system, all of your increasingly magnetic vibrations are totally positive, 
which means you're sending out a powerful new signal that's creating an unobstructed pathway for your desire to magnetize itself into your world. In fact, with all those up, up, up vibes you're sending out, you're a veritable walking high-frequency magnet, feeling really, really good, flying green flags of feel-good all over the place. Your feelings are in agreement with your original intent to have fun. You've stopped attracting more of what you don't want and are now seriously attracting what you do want. Never mind how you're going to pay for it, that's not your job to figure out. As long as you stop focusing on the fact that it's not parked in your garage yet, your spiffy little red dream is definitely on its way. Negative feelings which come from thoughts of don't have, can have, or never will have are simply not in agreement with your original intent, and neither are your shoulds. It's so simple. Put glum feelings out, and you're going to get glum circumstances back. If, on the other hand, you allow yourself to be turned on by thinking about your dream car and insist to yourself that things are now in the process of turning around, no matter what you may see in front of you to the contrary, then those positive thoughts will ultimately magnetize in your desires. They must. It's the physics of the universe. And just a little side note from me, that's what I mean when I tell people we have to focus on what we want, not on what is. Because when we focus on what we want, then what we want becomes our what is. And it's not our job to know how it's going to happen, because we can never know that. We just have to do what she says and focus on what we want. All right, now back to the book. Remember, it's the feelings that will do it, not the thoughts alone. It's the feelings that create the magnetism and the vibration in the waves we send out. It's the feelings, the feelings, the feelings that come from our thoughts. Next section is called Good Old Media. A few nights ago, while I was fixing dinner, I switched on the local TV news and almost threw up before I had even tasted a bit of food. First came the report of the latest outbreak of some weird strain of flu, so exotic, in fact, that it was doubtful the most powerful flu shots could defeat it. In blah 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 town, 1,500 miles away, it's been reported that three out of five residents have been severely stricken with this uncontrollable new virus. Terrific! Now probably four out of five watching the show will start focusing their fears and don't want emotions on this tacky little bug which will absolutely ensure its growth and make it ripe for being sucked into anyone with a matching fearful frequency. What might have been nothing more than a few sniffles around town without the TV report is now plainly going to be a mess. But that was only the first part of the local evening news. Next, so help me this is a true story, was a report on a new incident of hamburger food poisoning discovered outside the city and the concern was being voiced about the recovery of the children now being hospitalized. Since the last time this happened, some of the youngsters didn't even make it. Oh good, now we'll all have thousands of parents waving big red flags, flowing fearful charges of negative vibrations, like terrified, to that one poor little piece of bacteria until it and all the sad events that get sucked in with it that everyone wanted to avoid will blow up into reality. 
And it did. Half a dozen deaths were attributed to the bacteria within a month. By this time I was getting mad and starting to realize that my own feelings were hardly of joyous nature. Right out loud I stormed, Okay, okay, expanded self. I hear you. This ain't making me feel good. I'll turn the fool thing off. But not before the last item I heard was about an elderly woman who had just been found raped and murdered. By that time, I was furious, feeling awful, and wondering just how many elderly women would get in the next few days through events ignorantly magnetized into their reality by focusing their own titanic fears on what they wanted most to avoid. We hear it all the time from our media. Another bombing, another arson, another rash of some awful bug. So everybody focuses on the awfulness of the happening, which just serves to magnetize in more of the same. Did they have guns in school and gang rapes and buildings being blown up and serial arsonists in 1865? No, because they didn't have the media to create the focus to cause the vibrations to bring it about. Instead, they had newspapers and posters about their train robbers and bank robbers, so what they got more of was train robberies and bank robberies. Trust me, the law of attraction was just as active in Billy the Kid's time as it is today, because it's the fundamental law of creation throughout the universe. Focus with repeated intense emotion on something we don't want or do want, and sooner or later that something is going to be in our lap. Now that's so interesting because I have decided not to watch the news anymore and I made that decision many years ago. The only time I'll watch it if, God forbid, there's some major event going on in the world that I have to know about, then I'll watch it. But I realize watching the news is a big vibration lowerer and most of the things that they talk about I can't do anything about and it's just bringing me down vibrationally. So I've stopped watching the news and naturally, a lot of people that get into the law of attraction and find out about high vibrations, low vibrations, and how it controls what we attract, a lot of times they naturally will stop watching the news because they realize it's just bringing them down and there's nothing they can do about what they're hearing about. So it's not helping them. So anyway, that's interesting she brings that up. So I'm going to go back to the book to the next section called the 18-wheeler syndrome. Of course, we aren't two kinds of energy, one that makes us feel good and one that makes us feel rotten, but there are varying degrees of feel-good vibrations and feel-bad vibrations to any thought we send out. We'll call them positive energy and negative energy, even though it's all the same, just vibrating differently. Every time we think of anything, we're flowing some kind of positive or negative energy feeling toward whatever it is we're thinking about. And that litany never changes. As we think, we feel. As we feel, we vibrate. As we vibrate, we attract. Then we get to live the results. But how do those so-called results really get to us? What's the routine that causes us to step into something we've been thinking about? In your younger and reckless days, did you ever set out for some dumb and stupid fun by driving too close to the back end of an 18-wheeler? Tuck the nose of your car right up to a big truck's rear end, and I guarantee you'll get the picture fast. You can take your foot off the gas pedal, lean back, and relax, 
and be sucked right along to the truck's destination. I'm hardly advocating such moronic behavior, but the principle of attraction is the same. Two things are going on each time we think seriously about something. First is the vibration that is set up from the feeling the thought evokes, happy or sad. Second is the activation by our emotions of little specks of thought I call thought particles. Once these magnetic specks are activated by our feelings, they are instantly programmed to magnetize in accord with whatever it was we were vibrating. So we think about something and think about it some more and talk about it and mull it over the next day and the next and the next until pretty soon there are so many of those same frequency thoughts flittering around out there, they start clumping together like dough balls. The more thoughts we send out of the same kind, the bigger these clumps grow until they become expanding clusters of awesome magnetic power big enough to form their own immensely powerful whirlpools of magnetic energy, either positive, happy, or negative bummer in nature. These power centers, vortexes of monumental magnetic energy, now draw into their whirling centers anything and everything of similar vibrations, including you, which will eventually cause events to happen. Before you know it, you've been sucked right into the middle of some happening you initiated with your recurring thoughts and feelings. It might be the thing you were focusing on, or it might be something completely different yet made up of the same vibration. Although we can certainly flow feelings without thought, in our example, it's the repetitive thinking that has set up the repetitive feelings that has started the magnetic ball rolling. The critical point to remember here is that the more we think about anything, whether it's something we want in our lives or something we don't want, the faster we're going to magnetize it into our experience. That, in a nutshell, is the universal law of attraction. That which is like unto itself is drawn. And that's why it's so important to become very aware of what you're thinking about and how you're thinking about it. And if you need to, you need to flip from what you don't want to what you do want. It's all about doing your best to focus more on what you want. And now getting back to the book, the next section in this chapter is the power of you. We've been raised in a society that has been flowing energy helter-skelter for countless centuries, being unconsciously sucked along in back of a whole lot of 18-wheelers that were not headed anywhere near where we wanted to go. There are no victims here, just flowers of energy, in our case, flowing right into the unfortunate forgetfulness that we've always had the power to create our lives and our world however we damn well wanted it to be. Instead, from our lack of understanding energy flow, we became masterfully adept at creating by default. Although the process of becoming a deliberate creator is extraordinarily simple, it's not always easy, for the concept is far and away too far into us. The idea that we've been creating our world by feeling alone, whether manufactured from thought or from ongoing emotions, will most likely be highly suspect at first. To realize that we have always had the power to do this creation thing anytime we choose, in any manner we want, 
could certainly be disheartening and even beyond our willingness to accept for a while. Nevertheless, physics is physics. Magnetism is magnetism. And both tell us that which like is unto itself is drawn. Whether it's a nebula, a black hole, or a human being wading through physical existence, that's the way it works. But we don't have to chew on all this newness by ourselves, for we are not alone on this ride. We each have a profoundly loving partner of incomprehensible knowledge, beauty, and power, a greatly expanded self, an inner outer being to whom we are irrevocably joined for this physical ride a being whose devoted support never leaves us and whose guidance is as tangible as the last emotions we just experience. Those precious jewels we call feelings, 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 the magic genie of all creations. And of course, life coach David. No, I'm sorry. She didn't say that. But anyway, that's the end of that section. So just take a moment and ask yourself, what am I thinking about? Am I focusing more on what I want? If I want more money, am I focusing more on having more money? Or am I focusing more on the lack of money and how hard it's been? If I want a relationship, am I focusing more on how hard it is to find someone? When is it going to happen? I'm never going to meet the right person. Or am I focusing on, I can't wait to meet the right person for me. I'm so excited about it. And then, of course, focusing on the qualities you want in someone. You know, it's always a choice what we're focusing on. Every thought is really two thoughts, the positive or the negative, and it is always a choice what we're focusing on. So it just takes more awareness and practice and time, but it is possible to spend more of our time focusing on what we want so that what we want becomes our what is. So I hope you enjoyed today's reading. As usual, it was very informative. And if you want to experience Law of Attraction coaching, I always offer a free mini phone coaching session to anyone who's seriously considering coaching. And again, you can contact me through lifecoachdavid.com or email me david at lifecoachdavid.com. And if you have a question you would like answered on the podcast, please email me your question and I will answer it. Thanks again for listening, and I'll be back soon with more from Excuse Me, Your Life is Waiting, and have a high vibration day.